Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. The boys are back in the studio for the first time since the beginning of quarantine. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. It's the charity stripe, pitch your free throws, cause they're free. So 267 coming hot at you guys in the so 266. And I'm flanked on my right by offensive and defensive coordinators, Nikki Snacks, and Alex Toss Me the Rock, Tosopolis. Nick, welcome back to the studio. How are you, man? Good to see you Josh, back here. lovely to be here. Nick, it, is, it? it is really, you've done a lot with the place. Thank you. Yeah. Toss too, he lives here as well. And so, yeah. No, uh, no, just you. Just me personally? Yeah. yeah I, I, I know. T- Toss, Toss's room looks the same. Oh, you, my, you've, my made, room. you've made a lot of improvements. My room actually doesn't look the same. Toss's oh. room doesn't look the same, he has, he's got He's got a Let's Go Mavs it, uh, well, banner. It, it's a Let's it's Go Mavs. It's a little like, light string thing that my parents sent me, so I felt obligated to put it up. And I and I feel good about it because it's a good little reading light. Um, I don't have to... T- <laughs> See, now, yeah, I like so it, but, it, it's but it's 12 letters long, so I couldn't do Let's Go Mavs. That's obviously too short, so I turned Mavs into Mavies. <laughs> so wait, it's oh, it, you can't have less than 12 letters in that thing? It has to be max 12 letters? I couldn't find a way to like disconnect the, oh, the, the, the back half of yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to mess around with it too much. No. But what were you referencing, Nick, as far as... You've got a new hat collection. We've added to your hat collection. Yeah. It's nice, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I, the, the Peloton looks great and stronger than ever. Yeah, it's I had to tighten the wheels and like just tighten things up the other day. But yeah. that's in Team clean Titan. It. Team Titan. Yeah, but Nick, we were talking in this. We were talking about having. I sug- I made a suggestion to have some kind of show. I don't even remember what it was. And Nick said, "No, let me come in. Let's do this in the studio. I miss this. Let me come in." And you know what? I missed it too. Nick, hold my hand while we're here together. No, we're okay. Good. We got a distance. Okay, that's fair enough, Nick. We're close enough though. Um, but yeah, we're back in the studio for the first time since March, which is pretty crazy, honestly. I, I can't believe it's been that long. We've accomplished a lot since then. It feels like not to get too sentimental. And one thing we've accomplished Dude, is... Really, where are we? Like the three-minute mark of the episode right yeah, now? Yeah, I know. Like, I'm, I'm crying over here. We need the Kleenex? We didn't no. bring any. But I, we, one thing we did accomplish is we rekindled an old flame. And yes. that was with who, Toss? With Bet Online. Yeah. Did somebody say playoffs? Playoffs? I, I mean, the, the NBA, MLB, <laughs> NHL are, are, you know, they're in full swing, and our, our partners at, at Bet Online have you covered. Um, Nick, did you, you make any good bets this week? Any bad bets? Well, I've made some good and bad. Yeah? You're yeah, up and down? It's, it's been a rocky, rocky ride. Colorado rocky ride for you, man. Any, Toss. Anyone who bet on the, the Dallas Mavericks, um, to win yeah. today nice. was pleasantly surprised. Well, I guess they weren't surprised because they made the bet. So they, 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 they thought it was a surefire yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was a good value bet. Um, a lot of good betting going on just with, with playoff hockey, mm-hmm. you know, playoff basketball, baseball as well. So, yeah. uh, so head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Dun, dun, dun. I have a lot of money tied up in bet online. I only do futures. You're a big futures guy. Who who do you got? 
I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I bet th- I made that bet the day after they won. It was like really? mi- minus 150. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was like plus like three something. Well, yeah, because it's a Super Bowl. Bet. I put all the money I made on the Super Bowl on it, actually. Wow. Yeah, wow. so that's great. I have $10 on the Blazers to win it all, which is looking less and less likely, but uh, who knows? I, I don't. I think it's a good bet, but I don't know what anyone expected. Yeah, it was a good ex- I don't know what anyone win, expected. Like 1200 Before we get into we have segments today, by the way, and we'll get yeah. into those. I mean, if I may touch upon it, because since we brought up the Lakers in the, in the Blazers series, is that I, I don't know. People just assume, obviously, the Blazers are exciting. They're hot. Dame's great. And finally, quote-unquote, getting the respect he deserves, even though I feel people really respect him around the league. I think having Nurkic I, back. I is don't huge. think I don't think he, for whatever reason, players wise, was as respected as he should have been within the, within the community. Yeah, of NBA players respecting each other. I don't think so. Interesting. I mean, I think part of it was he just kind of gets lost up there because they're in Portland and like it's not a major market. No, and they haven't made a deep playoff run. Although obviously last year, you know, the the Dollar Dame, Dame from the logo that was, yeah, was and the look afterwards was. Uh, was pretty amazing and it was all over the place from a social media standpoint i still think that like that was a what was that a first round series like you got to get deep for people to take you seriously and in deep uh, in deep uh. <laughs> yeah i think what he did in the bubble turned some heads and i think it should have because the way he's been playing and what he does on a night-to-night basis you just i i blink my eyes every time he scores the ball whether it's a 35 footer or not what do you guys all, think that team is missing I just honestly, I think they're missing the health because Zach Collins, who's a big contributor off the bench, is already hurt again, and he yeah. he's out, and that that sucks. Well, I think matchup wise too, they just don't line up. They don't have a great perimeter defender who can play up against LeBron, no. and you've seen that LeBron, while he didn't have an amazing first game, he was very productive in that first game. He just didn't score very well, and and then in the game two and game three, he figured out what was going wrong. In, in game one and decided I'm going to take the ball to the rack every single time and if you have one defender on me I'm either going to get to the cup or I'm going to get a foul yeah. and they're going to shoot how many more free throws did they shoot they shot like three times more free throws than the Blazers I mean AD gets to the line like it's his job yeah he's great at getting to the line he's a great free throw shooter especially for just for a player in general right and then but I, I love I, what they did with they added kind of they they played Caruso more minutes a guy who takes care of the ball yeah he's a good distributor he had five plus assists last game um, I think people just drank the Kool Aid on the whole. I mean, obviously, look, you game should, three you was should, a close game. Yeah, but game you two should, was an absolute blowout. I just think people were. Uh, LeBron's going to show up. Yeah, and it's still LeBron James. I mean, he's, he's kind of coasted. Still, he coasted in the bubble. He's the best player in the world still. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've, I, I've clearly seen that I, as good as Giannis was in that last game. I don't. I think he's just. He doesn't figure things out like LeBron does because he's not as smart of a player. And part of that is experience. LeBron has been doing it longer than most people in the NBA at such a high level. This is true. And his just adaptability, changing his game, being able to do a lot of different things and make other people around him better is better than Giannis. Mm -hmm. And especially in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little scared. We were talking about it before we we hopped on the mic. Nick, you mentioned that that the Heat, uh, they're most likely going to... Have they already done it? Are they no, three they're up 3-0, though. They're 3-0. They're going to win tomorrow But they're going to give the Bucks fits, for, for sure. sure. They're yeah. such a good shooting team. They're deeper than the Bucks. The Bucks' depth is not as good as I thought it was. Yeah, and I think the thing with Giannis, and you know, he, and may be, not playing well. he may be the most one of the best individual, if not the best individual players to me, and you could attest this, you know, having Luka on the Mavs, your best player needs to make others around him better. And Giannis doesn't not doesn't do that nearly as well as like Luca does or like LeBron does or I even like Kawhi like, to some instances. When your best player in the last two minutes of the game, you would rather have Chris Middleton take the shot than Giannis. If Giannis doesn't get downhill, then issue. you would rather have Chris Middleton take a shot. Josh, you said that you think that I would beat Giannis in a three point contest. I don't think I said. That. I said I it. Toss said that. Toss, you said that. I, I mean, he had a pretty good shooting night. He looked pretty the other good night from the three point line, but. But again, he's taking too many threes, and that's like people are saying if he gets a three-point shot, he's the ultimate player. Yes, but like, does Giannis, he have it yet? If Giannis wants to smoke, I mean. <laughs> Nick, what I said and what Toss disagreed with one time was I said for 100 balls out of the jug machine, I'd let you, and you all you have to do is go 80%, so you have to catch 80. I said I would put my life on the line, and if we if you completed it, we, we get $25 million to split, and if you don't complete it, I got maimed pretty I much on the spot. Yeah. I I think you're fine too. Wait, Toss, wait, what was it? What was it? I get killed if Nick. So basically, did we, did we someone's got to clarify a miles per hour. What's like a normal like? Yeah, we were like fifty. Like 50? Yeah, we were like talking like fifty. Easy. 
50? I he's, thought we, he's we, got were saying, we were saying faster than that, though. Was, no. What was part of the bet? I mean, that's about how fast guys, a little less than how fast 50, guys 50, throw. like, yeah. 62 is, like, the fastest, right? Or yeah, 58? Yeah, like, Mohamed Sanu is, like, 62. Actually, though, he, like, he's, he like, gun it. He has, he's a sling on his arm. Um, but, yeah, well, speaking of basketball, let's get into a more structured segment. Sure. Because we haven't done one of those in a while. Uh, Josh is a big stickler for segments, clearly. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. Like, Nick's miss, like Nick misses this. Uh, pack your bag, stick a fork in yourself, you're done. Pack your bags. Go back to Nowheresville. Stick a fork in them, they're done. It's so easy. Pack your bags. Uh, Miss that song. Yeah. <laughs> Pack your bags. <laughs> Go back to Nowheresville. I'm just giving people what they just heard already. That's fine. Uh, pack your bags, stick a fork in yourself. <laughs> You're done. Uh, two teams, the Nets and the Sixers. Two of these teams are in very different places, though. They've both got swept, which is similar. But now the Nets go home. Next year, they'll get KD and Kyrie back. And um, Spencer Dinwiddie. And Dinwiddie, unless, they decide to, unless he's gone. Right. Um, and then the Sixers are going home. Uh, they'll get Ben Simmons back. Um, but there's a lot of question marks around this team. Uh, where do you see both these teams, guys, going forward? I mean, the Nets definitely are on the, on the up, and I think the Sixers are on the down, um, just partially because – we haven't seen the Nets play with Katie, Kyrie, and Dinwiddie, and, and Joe Harris. Like all these guys, like have not molded together yet. So yeah. they have like another season out of them where they're going to be sick. They were they were the uh, they would have been a top they would have been a top seed. three seed. In yeah, they were the seventh they had seed. All those yeah, guys back. and like they they didn't you know didn't underachieve. I think they they overachieved a little bit. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Even the games before the playoff uh, playoff game started. I mean, everyone was they super impressed game. with Chioza. And Dinwiddie, Karis, or not Dinwiddie, Karis and Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert was great. amazing. If right. that yeah. guy's not starting next year, then they're doing something wrong. Jared Allen, too. He played great. Yeah, yeah he's a great body to have in there. He could really, he's really just kind I mean, of he should be their starting Jordan center. Yeah, he should be their starting center. For sure. But the Sixers, man, disappointing. You came I, in hot to the house, yeah. I don't think that they should have gotten sw- I mean, that's not a team that should get swept. No. You know? I mean, especially with Embiid. But it kind of just shows you that maybe Embiid isn't like the true number one guy that like can get it done on a, like, on a team. I, I mean, I definitely think... There were some antics post game. He's getting interviewed. I understand you just got swept, but he was like, "That was a stupid question to the reporter who asked." I can't remember exactly what the question was, but just kind of his mental game is being brought up by people. People were already criticizing him, and if that's continuously what's going to happen, like that's tough to be in that position and be the number one guy for a championship contending team. Also, if anyone watched any of those games, they struggled to get a bucket to to get anything outside of when Embiid was in the paint and, and was dunking on guys. Let me, let me ask you guys. Ben Simmons yeah. is so important. Let me ask you this. If Ben Simmons and Embiid switched, right, Embiid was hurt and Simmons was playing, would they have gotten swept still? No. I, th- I, I think they would have won a game. I think they would have pulled a game. I think it's just, to me, it's a good, it's a good question. I think it's, One game. I think it's tough when your best player is a big man and not your primary ball handler. Yeah. I think that's an issue. I think your best player and, and listen, Embiid was great. I don't know what I don't I really don't know what else he could have done. But there's a Tobias he was tremendous. Tobias Harris is not a good enough shot maker to right. be your second guy. He played well on other facets of the game. He's a good rebounder, solid defender. Yeah, he, he, moved, he moves the ball around He well. averaged over 10 rebounds in the series. He shot 33% from the field and he didn't make one but three. But the guard one guard three in four games. Just, yeah, I mean, was that, like wasn't Shane that is like a Josh Richardson bench guy? Yeah. Richardson's like a fourth guy. Who even like a little bit in some of the games overperformed. Jake Milton, Jake Milton, and and Josh Richardson did. They didn't play that bad. Right. They just didn't have anyone that could facilitate an offense and consistently get them good shots. I think Brett Brown. I mean, you brought it up when we were talking on the couch. Brett Brown's the issue for me because he hasn't been able to look. We obviously haven't seen Simmons and B really go out and do it together. Last year, we kind of got a glimpse. We go, okay, maybe next year they take that step. They get Big Allen here. But throughout the season, they were the most disappointing team. And he failed to establish any kind of rhythm with that starting five. Yeah. yeah. And they had questions coming into the bubble, what they were going to look like. And everyone was like, oh, Ben Simmons is going to play the four. Milton's going to run the one. And everyone was like, they figured it out. And clearly they haven't. And I think... Yeah, I think Brett Brown's got to go. I'm I'm quicker to get rid of Brett Brown than I am to break up and be in Simmons. Hindsight 2020, I really wish they just would have trusted the actual process and kept Fultz. And, 100%. And kept, yeah, you know, and just kept it going. And like, because now Fultz is playing out of his mind, you know, on a, a, on a, on a thriving 
Orlando team. He's playing well. I mean, listen, that Orlando team's broken to shit. I mean, no Jonathan and they Isaac. They got a game on the Bucks. Hey, and they got a game on the Bucks. Aaron Gordon's been out. It's Mo Bamba's. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, Bamba's been out. You know, and Fultz, they abandoned ship so quickly. I couldn't, like, I, I'm, I don't even know what they got for him. I'm like blown away that they gave up on him that quickly. I think that's a great point. They could have really used him in this series. It's yeah. funny that, like, what everyone has been talking about as the Achilles heel for the Sixers team is they don't have enough three-point shooters and you look at that roster and outside of the fact that Tobias Harris I don't want to even get into the fact that they brought Tobias Harris in to be like that guy who is a really good scorer and also could hit threes so clearly he isn't clearly they could, they a, could have used JJ Redick clearly he's an too. over but I don't for even sure. but I don't even know like you've got Cork Mats, who's a good three-point shooter you've got Josh Richardson who's a good three-point shooter you've got Shake. Shake you've got Shake who's a good three-point shooter you've got these you've got Alec Burks who played a awesome in the series who was a good three-point shooter what they didn't have was a playmaker after Simmons went down like I I told what did I say I tell you I was like they could have really used TJ McConnell and then I was listening to Simmons podcast and he was like they could have really used TJ McConnell and I was like anyone who's who's competent to run an offense like would have been JJ Barea was out there playing garbage minutes for the Mavs today and he would have been a better point guard than anyone they had out there I'm just the, they they should never have given Tobias Harris that contract. He's a good player, not a great player. But yeah, just and they're the locked up with line. they're locked just up with bottom line with Harris and Horford. Now. Horford, yeah, Horford is a, bad. It's a bad one to put you. He listen. Horford was good last year, at least. I mean, Tobias Harris is good, not great, and didn't deserve that contract. Why don't guys want to stay there though? Why does Jimmy Butler get traded there? Can't hang and like Jimmy Butler loves their team. Too. Yeah. Why don't why doesn't Redick? Why does Redick rather go to New Orleans? Why do guys not want to top? Has to be like you. They they can't get it together. They can't find that consistency from a coaching standpoint, from an organizational standpoint. The players don't really mesh that well together, or like they haven't been able to, and they're not healthy enough. I think that like that's an issue. Like there's like red flags. If your best guys are getting hurt all the time, like that's that's bad. Yeah. And, and they yeah. knew that going into the process, and that's why it's nicknamed the process. They're like, all right, let's see if these guys get healthy. That's playing with fire from the jump. Um, but I think the Nets team, I'm excited to see. I think they're they're gone, but I think they, they won't be forgotten. Gone, it's, um, forgotten. it's interesting that like in the bubble, they were very because they were such an underdog. They were like a positive story, or at least like they were he- hero esque. And like once KD and Kyrie come back, they're very much going to be villains, right? Just because those guys are villainized by like everyone in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think they're. I think. But, the, I think, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. The East is competitive. I think the East is just hurt. I think the East is a lot better than people realize. The Wizards are a lot better than people remember. With Wall and Beal both rolling in, yeah. I think that the East remembers. I, the, <laughs> I think the Pacers without Sabonis and with Oladipo kind of getting back are going to be good. You know, and I think that obviously with the Nets and just like the Sixers, all of a sudden, where do you fit? Are you going to beat the Heat, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Bucks? I mean, the, you're all of a sudden in a lot of it's trouble. Very balanced. Uh, conference starting to be yeah. starting yeah. to get starting to catch up to the West at least the West is pretty lopsided still yeah uh, we'll rotate those sports um, we'll go you gotta be kidding me college football you gotta be kidding me you're kidding me you're kidding me are you kidding me this guy are you kidding me kidding me are you kidding me or what You've got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. College football, specifically Big Ten, Pac-12, canceling the seasons. We've had a lot of time to marinate and stew. Nick, you've been in the realm of, and you've been a you know a student athlete before, and you've been around these guys, so you could speak firsthand. I, I think, to me at least, from the outside looking in, the lack of voice that was given to these guys the lack of choice that was given to these guys is ridiculous. Yeah, but we act like that's something new, and the NCAA never gives a voice to players. Ever. ever. I mean, you look at you look at when Trevor Lawrence tried to start that GoFundMe, yeah. right, and they shut that down right away. It was a GoFundMe to uh, to help COVID, right? Mm. COVID relief. And, and, like, the money wasn't going to him, but they shut it down because he's a player. And it's right. like, come on. He's trying to do something good for his country, for his people. Like, just trying to be a good person. Use his platform because he's – one of the biggest names in college football, and you're going to take that away. You can't. He can't make money off his own likeness yet, but he also can't, you know, do donate, charity do work charity. and donate. A lot of like, any other college bullshit. kid can do that. It's bullshit. Think, and any other college kid is rewarded for doing that. Right. Exactly. Also, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence comes out and says a lot of you know what college football, what these programs are for a lot of student athletes, is there's some sort of security and structure, and that like it's actually. For a lot of people, they probably get COVID now that they're not playing and having to adhere right, to these 100%. rules. 
And uh, it's really interesting. I mean, yeah, you think about it, right? These kids, you know, when they go play football or basketball, whatever you have, you they get put up in a dorm, right? Where you could probably isolate them there, right? They, you know, where the meals are coming from. Yes, it's, it's the, the the dining hall. Whatever. You know where they're going most they of the know time. Where they're going. If you keep them just contained, I don't see that there being an issue at all. I, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is you want you're looking out for the benefit of these kids, right? And I get that it's a health thing. You, listen, if one kid knock on wood, if one kid dies, it's a disaster. Right. Everyone knows that. Right. But what about their livelihoods after the fact? Yeah. What about their futures? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys who are fringe players. That what if Joe Burrow didn't get last year? Exactly. Is he even like on a team right now? Like, is he like a six-round pick, seventh-round pick? We're not. We're talking about a guy who had the best season ever and is the first overall pick. In the yeah, I mean, the I think he's, you think he's headed somewhere to be a, a third-string quarterback, right? He's like trying to make camp. Right. Yeah. He's like, like well, no. When we're thinking like the best that it could be for him is like is like a Duck Hodges. Like, that's the best it could be. But he's, yeah. You know? The thing that also frustrates me is that, yeah. I mean, everyone's kind of marching to their own their own beat, you know? Like, I, I think, you know, the, with the Big 12 yeah, and the no ACC unity. and the, the the SEC, they're going off and doing their own thing. They're like, you know, we're going to we're gonna figure this out on our own. And, like, you know, Big 10, Pac-12, they're saying no. You know, the, the is it the MAC saying no? Ivy League saying no. So it's just right. like there's no... Continuity. There's no continuity. There's no unity. Like, yeah. To, like uh, the NCAA really just kind of boofed the whole thing. 100%. To play, to play Great devil's, <laughs> devil's advocate a little bit here. It is interesting because most of these schools are not having any kids on their campus at all. So, you Which know, to they me are student benefit, athletes, though. first thing student, right? But at the same time, it's like these kids also bring money into your school. Right. And 100%. the only way that other graduates bring money into their school if if they are willingly donating to to the fund right. after the fact. I mean, here's the thing. With, it's a tough. With, I mean, it's a tough situation to very, be in to handle it. The thing is, with our society and with the college society today, there's so many opportunities to do online classes. You know, we've we've taken online classes. Yeah, like you could do an entire semester online. Have you, you took online classes while we were at UT, both yeah. y'all? Yeah. I took I our, our our government class had to be online because there was too many people. Too many. Yeah. The yeah. gov, like whatever the intro. Freshman gov, gov. Like three gov. Three the one that my L. friends got busted but here's on. The thing. My point. Jesus. My point being, if you're a student <laughs> athlete, right, or if, if you're a university, you can monitor these guys and, and quarantine or, or distance these guys as much as possible. Put them in online classes and only have them go to the facility, eat in the dorms. They don't more, have to go anywhere else. More so, honestly, I could argue than the NFL guys. Yeah, of course. Because those guys have to go back to their families, you know. They got look what happened with the MLB with Clevenger and, and, and Plesek. Exactly, exactly. Because those are professionals. You can't say you have to stay inside. Besides the bubble, I mean, that was. I mean, the bubble's brilliant. I mean, Adam Silver deserves a, a, an award. You know, what he's doing there. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing that no one yeah came it's, out and got it's for the plan for the players to. to Frightening out the NFL is not. I mean, we. I'd be through in that segment. It's scary that they're not doing anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And even right. hockey, hockey's doing a much better job than the MLB. And no one, yeah. but no one gives them credit because it's in Canada, and you know everyone's so concerned on right. on our soil. But my point being, yeah, with football, please. with college football, I mm-hmm. mean, the universities have all the power they can, and, and they have the resources as well to keep these guys contained. And it's Soft just frustrating. And it's Soft also decision. it's also frustrating too, though. I mean, you look at you know dumbass students sometimes, and like they they had kids go to Alabama at like registration or whatever the hell they were doing with no masks on. They were just showing up like to campus, and people were like, what? really? Like this is why we can't have nice things, guys. Like, right. Or when everything kind of started, right? When in people in are March and people are going, still going on spring break to different, you know, yeah. resorts and stuff like that. And it's, yeah. It's I mean, dangerous. I I understand that a little bit more. It's because it's like you were, you wanted to see if it was the real thing. Yeah. Which but, is, but now of, we're, that's a problem. But now we're in late <laughs> August. And it's definitely a real thing. Yeah. There's talk about there being no sports and like that's serious, you know? I mean, like it's not like a serious issue to like, you know, life or death situations right now. But I mean, it's, it just means that this country is in a serious phase of things. Yeah, I mean, economically, we haven't even felt the effects of it yet. We're still yet to feel that. I think the NFL made last year like thirteen billion dollars based off of based off of like the television contracts alone. And it's like if they, you know, if they don't put a season together, then what happens? They're gonna lose so much money. That's so much money. But they crush it on the TV, so they're not having fans. Is different. It's fine. Yeah, they're fine. College is not having fans around. That's a disaster. It's a big deal for ticket the towns. Sales is a big it's ticket deal. sales, towns, like yeah. they're all, like everywhere around it. It's, it's a disaster. Yeah, you at least got and like and to give you know those places an option at least to have some kind of life with those players playing there. And like, look at Ohio State, right? Ohio State doesn't have a season this year. A guy like Justin Fields, who can really challenge for that number one pick. Yeah, he loses that option. Right. Sean Wade, who is challenging to be the number one cornerback taken. 
he loses Patrick Sertan now in Alabama, who's playing, has a better shot at that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and those are just the guys that are going to be picked in the top 10 and 15. Right. Just well, even, back to even Fields, point. you know, Fields, the potential for him to drop. A lot of people are saying that they're going to go 1-2, right? Now, with him not playing, that recency bias might drop him down to 10 to 15. And yeah. that's yeah. contractually, that's a that's a, that's a a big deal. Losing money. Yeah. Losing money. Uh, but yeah, well, I'm glad we're all on the same page on that one. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we be? We're all sports fans. I think everyone wants the same thing. Yeah. I think some Besides like the NCAA, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Some semblance of normalcy has has shown to do a lot of good for a lot of people. I think. With yeah, the NBA, like in regards to like the NBA, and it was just such a back. just not to go too much. It was such a hasty decision. It was so they were so quick. I feel like they didn't even try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a lot of time to figure stuff out, and they just doesn't seem like they put any plans in place. It's a bunch of like old people who are scared. For that's that's their, the thing. That's the NCAA. It's always been that way. It's always and, save and your own ass. It, it, there really needs to be like a change, like all the way at the top of culture in the NCAA. That's just mm-hmm. always how it is, and it just it sucks because, you know, it's the young guys, um, you know, that are trying to make a living and, and kind of get out of the situation that they have and, and use their talent and ability to do stuff and like. <laughs> Right, sucks. we're like, oh yeah, let's make it better for these young. And it's yeah. like not even, and it's, it's like, never about the players. It's California schools too, and California, the quote unquote liberal state, and the quote unquote you know peace and like everybody for everybody area. Like we're trying to, we want people to be provided with a better life and better opportunity. Right. That's like been a huge thing amongst in quarantine, COVID, and then also you know social issues and social injustice, right. and and higher education for people who are impoverished and don't have that opportunity. And now it's been stripped away from all the Pac-12 school students and did it with Ohio, with the Big Ten. So obviously those three big conferences, ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, yeah. are all going to be playing, right? Uh, with the addition of some schools, you know, however... You know, Notre Dame is in. Notre Dame, yeah, yeah. Um, Can they join a conference already? Like, what well, the- my question to you is, whoever wins the Heisman, whoever wins the national championship, however they decide that, is there, there's going to be an asterisk next to that name, right? Uh, are we? I I don't. I feel like no. I feel like we have to just. This is the season. And this is what it is. You yeah. know. But there's no natty. There's no play. There's nothing like that. They're, they've done away with that, which honestly sucks, because I feel like if they're gonna be playing all these other teams and traveling, like you, we have to play K State. We're going to Kansas. Like you know, we're going to West Virginia. Might as well play national championship. Might as well play Alabama at that point, yeah. um, because you know the Longhorns. They've already nixed it. They said there's not going to be any yeah. sort of. Bowl they said no right. for right now. I don't know if the, I don't know if it's set in stone. Because I'd be interested in a playoff between those three conferences and yeah, Notre totally, Dame totally, yeah. Playing. Whoever makes Look it. Look how different is that from what it was going to be outside of putting in <laughs> right. Ohio State, right? Like, right. It's not going to be that different. You might as well just go for it. And these guys are playing anyway. And there's and it's so ridiculous that like a school like no Michigan football this year for the first time in I don't even know how long over a hundred years probably. And K State has twenty five percent capacity for fans. That's so there's one school that's allowing fans to be that's there. allowing fans to be there in another school that's not even playing. That's so crazy. It just that's goes just, to your point. Like where's just, like that <laughs> there's no continuity. Yeah. None. But like that's just kind of how our country's been though as well. Like you look at how, you know, we've been ran and like, you know, obviously not to get political, but like our president has Fuck given it. it has given it to the governors of each state to say, All right, what do you want to do with your state? And you look at California who's on we're in like pretty big lockdown. You look at, you know, the South, like Florida and Texas, like they're not as like much lockdown as we are. And then you look at New York who has like hardly any new cases at all because they were so locked down at the very beginning. So I mean, because they realize that they realize the severity serious very quickly, and it's yeah. not it like the lives that are lost from the disease versus the lives and and that could be lost from from the future from the yeah. economic standpoint. You know, it's is massive. It, there's just a side note, please. That we've we've been doing the podcast this entire time through COVID. Yeah, I mean, started in March, right? We're almost seven months in here. Haven't really spoke about COVID at all on the podcast. We tried to avoid it. I feel yeah because it was like sad, but like we we done it. We we avoided it with our guests too. Yeah, yeah. No one really it just gets overblown. You know, like I'm watching Hard Knocks and like you just see test after test. You see like all the you know precautions that they're doing with the Rams and the and the Chargers and like the <laughs> sanitation and it's just like it's so exhausting to see all the time. Yeah, and it's like so boring and dull. I mean, like obviously that's what's going on right now, but. Like it's just like, all right, come on, let's let's like let's have some fun, let's get some giggles going on Hard Knocks because like I want to laugh, like I want to. I haven't. I admittedly haven't watched. You're not missing much. I that's why I I, the first episode I waited to see. And it sucks because like obviously I'm a Chargers fan and like like it's cool to see like their dope new swag. Like they look dope by the way, like the light blue and like the white. They look so icy, 
But those guys, I mean, I, I want to see them compete. I want to see Keenan Allen make those jump balls and Mike, you know, Mike Williams. Be fun free. team. It's a fun team, right? And like, it's just been overshadowed by all the mm. precautions going on with COVID. But content creators, HBO Max. Yep. This is what happens when you move from HBO Go, blow it, yep. to HBO Max. Fuck <laughs> yeah. All right, enough of COVID. Talk. Uh, enough of COVID talk. Um, let's enough get. Enough. Let's get. Yeah, enough is enough of COVID talk. Uh, let's get into a Fab Five. Fab five, fab five things or five favorite things we've seen so far now that we're halfway through the baseball season. Uh, we've had a request from our buddy Kobe to come back on and talk baseball halfway through the season. We'll get him on at some point. Uh, he was dynamite lights out and he's got, he threw us an article that we're going to post on the blog about some crazy, you guys got to read it. Obviously, uh, Trevor Bauer about him, not even denying it, just, you know, doctoring up the ball because his spin rates increased and a lot of players are doing it apparently, but no one's blowing the whistle because a lot of the best guys, you know, are throwing some extra juice. When you're saying doctoring the ball, like like rubbing it a certain way and like well no like you put like yeah you put like top pine tar or whatever or vaseline like just to increase your spin rate and you put like a, a foreign substance on it huh. doctoring it in that way i mean like apparently how, guys have been doing how, it. it i'm sure i mean like you look at back in the day who was the pitcher on the yankees who had like that he had like the tar like on his neck that like he got he, they, yeah, they found be, it on his neck yeah he'd be wiping it like, it's a java chamberlain no 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 it was it was like one of the dominican pitchers like back in the, it was probably like in like 2011 they, or 2010. they, they caught him was it El, yeah, no, was it or El, El duque orlando hernandez i don't remember who it was. Uh, i'll look it up but that's a I remember what you're talking but about I'm, but i'm saying like it's all like they have it underneath their hat the building yeah. cap right where they where they do the whole uh pine tar it's thing Pineda. So Pineda. It's, Pineda. It yeah it was Pineda. right you're right that's exactly who it was yeah um but yeah, I mean, like it's it's one of those things where like, how are they not blowing the whistle on that right now? Yeah, great. I mean, because you know, it just the baseball. I don't even want to get into that because that's almost as depressing to me as COVID. But again, it's look from the top down. Like it's he's like a, a faulty disciplinarian. He has no idea when to throw the gavel down or not. But positively, things that we've loved, and I'll let you start off, Nick, because our favorite thing that we've <laughs> seen so far is Slam Diego. Yes, Nick. how fun is that? It's fine. I'm, like, here's the For deal. the fans who don't know, I'll yeah. just give you a little context. I love talking about it. Yeah, you do. Uh, Padres. San Diego Padres have been playing very good baseball, right? They've got one of the most exciting players in baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr., shortstop. He leads the league in home runs, RBIs, runs scored. He's tied for stolen bases. He's electric, right? And total bases in general. Yeah. He's just he's just an animal. He can do it all. He's a five-tool player, six-tool player. You know, he's, he's ridiculous. But the Padres are the first team ever to hit a grand slam on four consecutive nights, and they did it against the Rangers in so all four games. All, all four, four games, all four against, games. So, against so my Rangers. The first smash. The him. first one was a three zero count when Tatis took it. Took it long. You know, he got, um, you know, kind of roasted by his own manager, ridiculed, yeah. ridiculed for uh, missing the take sign, and people came to his aid. And we're saying, you know, you do you. You're an exciting player. Keep keep yeah. doing your thing. And like, who, who has a lot of fun playing the game, right? Too. And they people were saying, don't like your manager, by the way. Not right, to interrupt you, right, right? And like they were saying, like, okay, seven run lead. Maybe you shouldn't be swinging on three zero count. But like, you look into today's society and today's baseball. No lead is safe. You see teams come back all the time. It happens. It does. Yeah. I mean, it was yes, it was like the eighth inning, but still, it's Bro, I mean, up. he. he he missed the call, so maybe he should have just said, like, I missed the call, but I wanted to see it. No, he did that. He said, I missed. I was just so, too focused. There you go. What do players, what do people want to see? Do you want to see a guy walk right. with the bases exactly. loader? Or you want to see a guy crank one? Well, I'm going to be honest. Most people aren't watching that game anymore except Nick. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Well, fans are going to watch. The Padres fans are. Yeah. Padres fans are watching when you're upset. But up. the thing is, like, ESPN is going to pick it up, right? Yeah. MLB Network is going to pick it up. Fox Sports is. And, like, a team, baseball, who doesn't, a team that doesn't always get their due also on nationally right televised now. games. They are now. But right. Right, I'm just saying, like, if baseball wants to grow as a sport, yeah, like, they have to do exciting shit. It can't, yeah. it can't be about the unwritten rules and the old school style of it. Like, that's why players like Tatis and Juan Soto and Acuna like are so fun to watch. And that's why they need to. There needs to be an overhaul in baseball, um, with the announcers. A lot of them. Yeah, I hate, a lot to, of- I hate to be rude, and with our now, I honestly, it's crazy. They're our colleagues because we are the media. Um, but I hate to be, there needs to be an overhaul because they are so focused in the ancient way. The game is called, I was watching pirates tigers two weeks back. Um, tie game. What a great game, huh? Tie, it was tie. Hey, listen, no, no, it's no, it was the only thing I was on and it was not a great game, obviously, but it's tie game bottom of the 10th and they're talking tie game bottom of the 10th. There's a guy on second base. Because there has to be. Yeah, it's an exciting circumstance. Is it not though for baseball? It's cool. You I can it's cool. you can make a anything mo- extra innings. Any you can make a moment. 
Yeah. You make a moment as an announcer. You know what they're talking about? They're talking about the time that he pitched with Vita Blue. And for anyone that doesn't know who Vita Blue is, he was an Oakland A's pitcher in the 80s. Yeah, the, they're, they're boring. The, 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 come on. Not yeah. one of my favorite things about the season, but my favorite thing, Slam Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Tatis hits the first one, game one. Will Myers hits the second one, game three. Who's been a revelation Machado, this year? Machado has hit the, hit the walk-off in game three. That's yeah. Three. Um, and then Hosmer hit it in game four. And then the take one off against the Astros, game five, and then game six against the Astros, Cronenworth hits one. So Who's been five, awesome five as well. Five grand slams in six days. The whole team can hit. It's I mean, ridiculous. It's, a it's good like lineup. the other pitchers like aren't paying attention to the night before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But like it's just so it's so unique, you know, because as a Padres fan, like we've never gotten this much national attention before. And it's no. awesome. Yeah. Right? Like people are jumping on the bandwagon, right? We got brand new swag uniforms. People love the brown, right? People love our exciting players. People love, you know, the way that we're just carrying ourselves as a team. It's and it so seems like your young guys that have that are, are, are like Tatis is playing so well and, and you know, guys like Will Clark, Will Clark are playing so well and in turn like Machado and Hosmer are kind of falling into where they were supposed to be. Right. Machado's right, exactly. been nice. People, Machado's been, the thing been is like well people, people haven't had to, you know, step up as like that one leading contributor, right? Like right. they could all kind of just take a back seat and just like feed off of each other and it's just like just win, drive man. each other in, right? It's how you win the game. It, it's, that's like tr- it, in a game of baseball, especially from a hitter standpoint, a position player can't take. There's only so much he can do. Right. He's pretty much getting four at bats a game, and he's and if he's going three for four, that's an unbelievable day. The thing is also you look at like Will Myers gets brought in right, and he's supposed to be like the guy, the guy mm-hmm. in the clubhouse, right? He struggles. Then Hosmer comes in, he's supposed to be the guy. He struggles. Then Machado comes in, he's supposed to be the guy. He struggles. Now they've got all these guys, and they got Tatis who can be the face of the franchise, and they can just do their thing and hit. He's higher upside than these guys, and that's saying oh, something yeah, because I course. think Machado's incredible. I mean, still, he's only twenty-one years old. Yeah, I think Cronenworth yeah. though, but guys like that are beneficiaries of the lineup. Right. Like, I mean, he's hit, he's hitting like six and seven, and he's he's hitting over three hundred right because now because you can't pitch he's, to these. He's other, a top. He's a top rookie of the year candidate right now. Can't yeah. pitch to these other guys. Right. It's like Charlie Blackman. Obviously, he's a very good hitter in his own right. But he's batting in front of Trevor Story and Arenado. He's batting around guys who are arguably better hitters than I him. I just wish I could go to a game this year. I, being at that stadium with this team would be so electric. They they sell every game, guaranteed. But there's but you're going to get that opportunity. It's a young team. It's not a team yeah. at the well, end of the well, road. Look, but I the tell, Astros are at the end of the road. I've been telling right now. you guys. I've been telling everyone else that like I don't even care if I mean obviously it'd be awesome to win this year. But I really think that this is a molding year for them. Everyone to kind of get get in the same shape and the same form and work together as a team. And then next year they're going to be on a fucking terrible. I'm proud of you as a fan that you're able to recognize that. Yeah. I mean, look, come on. The Dodgers are, that's very uncharacteristic. I do think that the Dodgers, you know, are going to choke because they always do. They always find a way different, bro. And I think, and I think, you know, the AL has got some good teams. I mean, I think the twins were high on them. They're looking still pretty good. I mean, the Yankees, they've taken a slight step back, but their guys are injured. They could always mm-hmm. come back. Well, hot. let's get into our next points. Uh, the thing with the next point, I would say, yeah, would number be the, two. Number two is the Dodgers, who are 22 and 8. I'm curious, like, I, I don't like in sports to kind of label a team. Yes, they've blown it. They've, like, choked, quote unquote. They choked once. They, Bro, they, they blew it against the Astros and the Nationals they, twice. They've been to the World Series, like, every single year. They twice. cannot get it done. They played the Red Sox who were the best team, or one of the best teams ever. Just they were. I mean, Mookie was unbelievable that year. He was one of the best seasons of all time. You have JD, you have Bogertz, who's a three-time silver slugger at shortstop and does not get any love across the league. Chris Sale's at his best. Ivaldi was dynamite. You have Kimbrell. I mean, that team was electric. Right. And then you have, you go against the Astros, who cheated, by the way, who cheated, yeah. and they took him to Game 7. And last year, Last year was a disaster, but they lost to the Nationals, who eventually won the World Series right. in, in, the, in, you know, in, in five games. I think the, the thing with the Dodgers this year that's different, and I really think Mookie, Mookie does. Yeah, but he's like, all of a sudden, Mookie is there, and yeah. you talk about a guy who can take off some of the load, similar like Tatis Jr. is doing for the Padres, and he takes some of the load off. Bellinger's not even playing his best baseball, and Seager is back. I agree. Look, yeah, they've, got, they've got three former MVPs on that team. It's ridiculous. Kershaw, Bellinger. Who's also pitching very well. Right, and, and Betts. But I don't. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. I, I I'm always on board of them being chokers, and they they always. There's no one. Well, there's, there's gonna no come, one else. It's going to come the, down to pitching. But again. there's no one else in the NL that that's exciting to me. That I think like the, I look at the Cubs. I'm like I don't sweat these guys, especially yeah. with Brian now hurt right, again. Right, right, right. Look, I'm the I'm Braves with you. Are kind of I'm broken. with you. Like I think that they could definitely make the World Series, but I don't think they're going to get it done against one of those AL teams. Look, if they don't win the World Series with this club, they're never going to win it. It doesn't seem like it. They're they're, cl- they're clearly the best team in baseball. Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're the best wins. team. Twenty two wins right now. I don't even just Crazy. mean from a record. Look, the Bucks were the best 
record in the NBA, but I don't think they're the best team. Not like miles ahead of anyone else. It's hard to say who's the best team, but I think it's very clear that the Dodgers are the best. Yeah, and this baseball. is with Bueller and Bellinger like not playing well. Yeah. I think that there's, point, definitely, there's definitely a little MVP hangover right now. Point three, which is great to see, is the Astros not in first place. It's the A's. We, but just, we just swept them. Which was a big sweep because they were they had kind of turned things around a little Started bit. Started getting hot. Yeah. yeah. Granky like wants Granky like wants out. You see the way he acts? He's a weird dude. He's always kind of been temperamental like that. Yeah. He doesn't I think he's embarrassed. I think that's not who he is as a player. No, I agree. I, I would think if you're a pitcher on that team, you're there's a little bit of embarrassment. I think it's good that Verlander like Obviously, it sucks that he's hurt, but I think it's nice for him to kind of take a year off, kind of remove himself from like that setting. Because like, I feel like as a pitcher on the Astros, right? Like, you can't be okay with them stealing signs because no. you're a pitcher, right? Pitchers have their own like little fraternity. Sure. And so like, I'm sure they weren't down with that shit. Well, you and pitch with a lot of the other guys at times. Exactly. Pit, there's guys. There's a lot of journeymen on like relief from, from a relief, reliever standpoint. There's oh journeymen yeah, bullpen's get tight. Yeah, exactly. So. It definitely sucks. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Grinky's definitely one of those guys who kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve, and you can tell that he's not into it. The a, But the A's and the Twins, these two smaller quote-unquote market teams, are scorching hot. And the White Sox as well, who are the, the ugly This is the fab number three? Fab number three. These are the, the unheralded teams. Well, I mean, all you these, and I— They're all—over the last 10 games, the Twins, the Indians, the White Sox, the Strohs, and the Athletics are all 7-3. and three. The, the AL Central is my favorite division this year. It's I think fun. it's so fun to watch just the offense there. Just and like the little blip I mean, they've got the, the, they've got the bench, they've got the best pitcher in baseball right now in Shane, Shane Bieber. Bieber. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure that'll be in worth our five five as yeah. well. Um but I mean we talked about the White Sox and we talked about the twins. I'll admit you were hotter on the White Sox than I was. I thought they were more I thought they were behind y'all. They're pretty like a similar team to you guys. Oh yeah. I think I mean, can you imagine though? We got Tatis from, from the them. White Sox. In it, the, I mean if they had him still. That's Imagine. one of the worst trades. They it, wouldn't be Slam Diego. It'd be Slam Chicago. Slam Chicago. I mean, that lineup is ridiculous. He'd be the new 23 in the Abreu, White Sox. Abreu is just having a tear right now. I texted my buddy. I, he's a White Sox fan. I said... On a tear. I texted my buddy Weitzman. I said, he's a White Sox fan. And I said, Jose Abreu, to me, is the most underrated baseball player in the last five years. He every seat. Look at his numbers. No, I know. Multi-time All Star every season. Thirty home runs, hundred RBIs. Bats like two ninety. He's quietly yeah. always doing it. Never makes a fuss when the team's not winning. He's a good mentor to the players around him. And finally, now that there's other young players, Luis Robert, Luis Robert. You got Aloy Jimenez. You got Yohan right. Mercado. Tim Anderson's exciting. All of a sudden, there's other other exciting players around him. Yeah, so Nicky the is great too. Yeah, and they're, they're getting focus now. Grand all of a sudden, great. He's a good. It's a good pickup, though. It's a smart pickup yeah. guy by those guys. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I think if they add one more, I think if they want add one more guy to the rotation, they're gonna be really scary. But like, that's what Kopech's supposed to be. Yeah, but I mean, he's young. I'm just yeah. saying, like, if they add one right now at the deadline, I don't know who they can go out and get. It's like, also just tough. I mean, Twins and the Indians are good teams. Yeah, they're really good teams. Chicago can go after Bauer. They could. I mean, Bauer is a free agent next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get into number four, the pitching. Some of their pitchers have been amazing. Oh, it's been this awesome. Season. I mean, we talked about Bieber. He's disgusting. Yeah. For the Indians. And, like, just every time I see him pitch, it's just like, it's mesmerizing. He reminds me so much of D- Jacob deGrom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, he the, you know, he's got like 14.6 strikeouts per nine innings. Jeez. Which is just. It's ridiculous. Which is crazy because I don't know what the math is on that, but if it, it's what? He's if he get, he's at forty innings right now. He's got sixty five k or forty six innings at sixty five k's. Like what's that crazy? What, what's he like? He's on pace for Den- like Denelson Lamette's like top three in strikeouts, and it's not, it's only forty five. So like he's got over twenty more strikeouts than the number three guy. He just goes six innings, one earned run, couple hits, eleven k's. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Degrom's like kind of similar in that stat line. He's, yeah, he's run away with the AL Young, I think, unless he has some really bad starts, but which I don't see that happening. The NL is definitely way closer. Well, Lance Lynn so is hot guys. in the mix. For Lance the Lynn is hot, but I still think that I, I think that you know Bieber's the big favorite. You can't. He's the big favorite, and he was I think my number two guy at the beginning of the year. And I think for the Cy Young though, well, I think we said this. You pretty much have to be flawless. You have to be lights out. You have to be lights you out. You have a bad start. You can't have a bad start. But there's the NL is crazy. Yeah, I mean you got Sonny Gray, you got Bauer, which is got so mind. Which Lamette, you've got mind Degrom. Degrom. Which yeah. is mind blowing to me that these the Reds aren't good. You even got Max Fried. Um, he's on, been great on the Braves. I'd say he's the best pitcher though from the jump. Came, honestly, came from the Padres. Honestly, <laughs> Darvish has been pretty good too. Darvish has been great. Yeah, yeah, 
He's been yeah. He's good done, for the good, good for the Cubs. Cubs. Cubs are a good team. What was that deal? Was that the opt-in deal? Yeah. Oh, so we goal. gave we gave up uh, Maxwell Smith, Jace Peterson, and Max Fried to um, the Braves for Justin Upton. Wow. Yeah. Well, and the Kimbrel deal was separate. Kimbrel deal uh, was Kimbrel and Melvin Upton um, for I want to say shit. I can't remember that one honestly. Anyone good? I don't. I don't think anyone panned out for that one. Max Fried's great. Yeah, I mean he's been awesome. He's got like a sub that, sub one five. That area. division's all over. Strasburg's now out. Yeah, Scherzer's been bad. Not great. Yeah. That so that Nationals team. is I kind just of think overboard. that like with baseball this season for being a shortened season, you know, guys get off to rocky starts and they're just like, ah, like this season's a wash already. There's gonna be an asterisk next. Oh, season. you think they? Do you think they're taking off some of these guys? Some, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think there's guys like. I mean, there's guys like Yelich and like Arenado who are not playing that great, and they need they want to play well. Yeah, I mean, especially course, for like the Rockies. Of course, you want to play well, but I think from like a pitching perspective, and I think from just like a perspective of preparation, you know, like they're not going to go as hard as they did in a regular season. I feel like no, but you're but now hitters, hitters are going to hit. Yeah, but in terms of just like the way you maintain your body, just like your antics when you're out there, like it just I don't think it's taken as seriously. There's no fans. Like there's a little, it's a little more lax. Do you think that this season, by the end of it, like the way that we look at bullpens, specifically the closer position, will change more than it has in past? I've kind of already seen a closer position change. I've seen like a rotating door of closers. Right. Where it's like, all right, it's more of a matchup thing where it's like, all right, here's the four guys that we can throw out these hitters. Who's going to match up, you know, best to these three guys? Right. So, like, taking that, like, chasing that save number out of the equation, which is just like something that teams have done in past, which is like not smart. If if the guy's not working, yeah, there's more other options. I honestly think Mario Rivera's save number is never going to be broken now, just because that's like your point. Yeah. The the closer role is changing so much. Since that record's ridiculous. Yeah. And guys are becoming such specialists on, you know, behind the plate that it's like if you've got a guy like Jock Peterson who just bombs righties, it's like, if you have a left-handed closer and you know he's hot, he's hit one already that night or something like that, and it's like you don't want to necessarily tailor to one yeah. guy, but like yeah, if, there's also that if aspect. you're only getting three batters and yeah. you know there's you also wanna... that that aspect of like a rotation where they they go like four guys in rotation. That fifth game is like a bullpen game where they have openers, right? Right, and like right. they throw out like five different guys in one game. Good for strategy. I hate that for the snap. Yeah, fun. it's boring. It's boring as shit. Um, what's not boring? Though for our number five is, and I want to highlight baseball. Number five for me is they've actually done a solid job with makeup games. Oh uh, yeah, they've yeah. done a solid job being kind of on the ball. It got off to a rocky start. Yeah, and they've kind of started to figure out as they've gone along. Manfred so wanna, definitely took a lot it, of heat, and I mean, I don't think he's a bad guy, and I don't think he's doing like a terrible job. I think just like the whole situation, like it's hard to kind of handle, but the way that they're, they're handling makeup games in terms of like the Cardinals and like the, and like the Mets and like the Marlins and the Yankees, like these teams are making it up. The seven run inning or the seven inning thing is like, it's fine. Like, so do you think that's, do you think that no, could be, no, 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 no. I, I think it's always gonna be nine innings. I don't think it's, they're ever going to transition out of that. It's, I mean, that's one of those classic things where it's like, then it fucks up the entire like statistics of the game. Totally. Qu- question. So case for someone per, who's, case per nine, it's like, doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. For someone who's less of a diligent baseball fan than you guys are, yeah, a team like the Cardinals who's played 17 games, mm-hmm. right, and you're looking across the division and the Cubs have played 27, right. If they can't get to that 60 number, are they going to play that out when we're ready to play playoffs? Or are they? Are they'll they, get there. They will get there. They'll they'll make it up before 60. They'll make sure they get there. Now, yeah. is it? In, I could say, are you at a disadvantage because you're playing double headers all the time and it, you're yeah, a big bit. time. Yeah. You're at a big time disadvantage. And that's why it, the Indians are lucky they kind of got away with what they did. Because aside from putting, you put your teammates in danger with what Clevenger and Plesak did. Then also, what you do in that situation is if that team has to quarantine, forget outside of like the health thing, you you, you set your team back. And now you're doing double headers as a team. Like that's like a, it's just like yeah. a, such a selfish move across the board. Right. I think, right. what I, by the way, I think it's tough though, matchup wise, for the teams across from you. Like I feel like it's an advantageous position because you can, you can win a game quicker in seven innings and you can in nine like obviously there's more innings for more things to happen i think one of those guys is getting traded i think maybe even both clevenger and place like well the teammates were pissed well yeah i mean one of the veterans didn't say who it was said that i do not want to be on this team if they're part of this team wow wow yeah i mean that's saying a lot look I mean, they're prof- you want to you want everyone to be professionals it's their job right exactly i mean look you can't control everybody i mean there's there's guys out there that do stupid shit i mean look at lou williams right you know he went out of the bubble to go get some hot wings at a strip club it's but. interesting i i 
a lot of those guys, like, do you think that the 76ers, like, they weren't going to win game four, but do they bend over a little easier because, and it just kind of bow out easier because they want to go home because this situation has been, it's been long. They've been there for quite some time now and we're like barely in so round one. So now it's one. Like, a, like an XL, like, ugh, all right, fine, like, I can fucking leave. I can't imagine. Maybe, if, if, Look, you're, I, if you're down 3-0 and you know you're not going to win yeah. seven. You know you're not going to, you, you're even trying, you want to, you're obviously you're a competitor, but like, you They know all mean? competed. They all competed. If I'm looking from a betting perspective, right, where like you see a team that's 3-0, I'm I'm going for the sweep as a gambler because I mean especially in this setting of the bubble it's like if you haven't been able to create some magic in game one two or three like you're not gonna get done in game four these guys are fucking out and most of the games most of the series that are three zero we don't have a three zero series where each game has been decided right. by less than right 10 points. and we look at the two teams that are impact our bags the the featured teams and they're both teams that were down three zero so we about we're about stopped. to ride the Pacers tomorrow ride the Pacers? I mean uh, the Heat the Heat yeah, yeah of course guess, yeah I mean. Definitely take the heat on that. I don't I like that. I, I don't like three ones. I also think that T- great betting advice. Bubble TJ Warren went off before the playoffs. Jimmy Butler has shut yeah, him down. Welcome, hard. welcome back he to reality. He didn't save the juice for the playoffs. He's, but that's guys are like the Lakers, the Bucks. They've clinched the one seed. They're kind of their teams. Like the Suns are good. They're not eight no good if everyone's playing for something. Let they're me not. Ask, let me ask you guys. I, I mean, it sucks that we didn't get to see this unfold because I mean the Suns were awesome in the bubble and they went undefeated. Um, would they have given the Lakers trouble? I don't think it would have mattered because I don't think they would have beat Portland for the. the I agree game. with that, but let's say let's say they get past them. No, no. no. I think look the the one thing Portland Portland is playing. They're down one two. They won a game where they won that game. Right. They did not shoot very they're, well. They haven't also, shot well the entire series because the Lakers are that good at defense. They're also a veteran team. Like the Suns are a super young team still. For Very sure. They, they are AD figuring it Nurkic. out. We have Whiteside. You have Nurkic. You've got Whiteside and Nurkic that they've played together, which is a good matchup for Howard, JaVale, right. Davis your rotation. Guard, your guards just are you know, some of the best in the league. I, you know. I mean, the only thing to me, the only thing that the Blazers are missing that, that really the, – the only thing that can, that can win them this series is if the McCollum – Dame heroics continue in our amate like beyond yeah. amazing. They, they both be, have to drop thirty five. Basically, be, you have to be flawless. They don't have. Be, they don't. And Nurkic has got to get like twenty boards. Look, so you want to be. You mentioned Zach Collins though, right? He's yeah. hurt, so they can't play him, and they miss him. But they miss even more Trevor Ariza and Rodney Hood, who are their wing defenders, who would be playing against LeBron right now. Instead, Sucks. they have Guys no one to play. Losses. They have Gary Trent, who's playing two inches they taller both, they than both he has to. Out, right. Yeah. That sucks. No, well, Hood's hurt. Hood's, Hood's hurt. Ariza right. opted out. The Ariza opt out is costly for them. Well, the, so like the whole opt out. Look, Melo right? can't guard the whole opt out thing, right? Like yeah. you, like you see it in Game One when the Blazers beat them. People are like, okay, the, the Avery Bradley thing actually kind of hurt them. That the Avery Bradley thing's a killer for the Lakers. Right. Oh yeah, I'm into that. I'm in. On, I'm in on that. That's a huge loss. Them not having Rondo full health is bad. Right. Like these guys matter, especially from a defensive standpoint. You if gotta, you, yeah. if, if like, I mean, if you're a player and you're looking at guys who opt out, right, and they're still your teammate next year, do you do you kind of like have like some form of? I don't, th- I don't them? think, I don't think so. I think in the they're NBA, like, you could have helped us out. You know, look, the, the, the one it, thing that the NBA like did was they they facilitated a ton of conversations. So there was there was every like they these players have been talking for a really long. time. I think time, they're all cool with and it, and I think they get it. You can't. Okay. I think it's unfair to double punish a guy. Yeah. Going, hey, you yeah. don't get to participate in this, and we're gonna hate you. Right? Like, yeah. listen, you gotta respect a guy's decision. But from a fan standpoint, if you're a Laker fan, you go, yeah, I wish we had Avery Bradley. Yeah, and, yeah, right. and to your point earlier, it's like what we've talked about on this show before is that injuries always play a factor in who wins a championship. They always do. And so if I'm if I'm looking at my team, the Dallas Mavericks, and players had opted out, luckily no one did. But we have Jalen Brunson who's hurt. And we have Dwight Powell, who is our starting center going into the year. Who's yeah, guys have stepped up though. Jalen Brunson is our was our basically our best bench scorer, and yeah. now he's no longer playing. And those are two guys that we lost from injury. And look what's happening: Luca goes down. KP doesn't play today. If one of those guys, if Dorian Finney-Smith or Maxi Kleber, guys who have been playing on Kawhi the entire series, say, "I don't want to play in the bubble," you're screwed. Yeah, we get swept by the by the Clippers. I think there's a lot of teams like that. You need like the you need like the tertiary pieces to get it done. Yeah, and there's Which a lot is, of teams where they're missing. You know, and it just shows truly how deep some of these teams really were coming yeah. into the bubble. Yeah. But how important? I mean, you look at the Raptors at 95 bench points today. That's crazy. I, you guys are sick coach. You guys are in trouble. I don't think we're in trouble. We swept our team. We took care of business too. Right, but 
where I think the the depth conversation and the playmaking ability where they get 28 points from Ibaka and they get 29 points from Norman Powell, Semi Ojale, we talked about, is a guy that's having to play minutes, and that doesn't bode well for you guys. There's a lot of—they have an easier time on the defensive end. I think they're going to have a tough time on the defensive end against us. I really do. I think we're going we're gonna to play them. I don't think we're the favorite in the series. It's fair to say. It's, I think it's getting four two Raptors. I don't think, I don't think we're, in, I don't think that we're in a deep trouble. I think we're going to give them a good series. I really do. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like. Look, Tatum, oh shit. Tatum and Brown are playing great. Kemba too. Those three are playing great ball. But in terms of the depth, I mean, the Raptors have just been. Yeah, listen, I can't, there's nothing we can do about that at this point. Right. You can't like you can't just like listen. The Hayward injury is devastating. Yeah, it's a devastating it's injury. It's very tough. I mean, you see it from like obviously from a scoring standpoint, but the way the ball moves on the floor. I was talking to our friend Brandon about it today. The way the ball moves on the floor is you know with Hayward on the floor is just so much better. Yeah, like it yeah. just it just well, it, Marcus it, Smart has had to put a lot more offensive responsibilities on his shoulders that he can't carry. Mm-hmm. And I I know we've, you and Brand, Brandon specifically has praised Marcus Smart's offensive capabilities before. He's a limited offensive player, and I don't want him taking. I don't want him taking spot up threes, and I only unless they're like within the rhythm of the offense, and we're up by five. Mm-hmm. I, and he even has had clutch moments before in past. But when he looks bad on offense, he looks bad. Yeah, he's just so good defensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 he's no, streaky. Just, he's, he's streaky. Look, he's invaluable from a defensive standpoint. He's, he's, he's arguably the best defensive he's guard in the league. He's a dog. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, him and Patrick Beverly. Yeah, he's but he's better. <laughs> He's because he's bigger. Yeah, partially he's, he's like six five, so he can guard no, like the one, better. two, and three. And his, but Bev's great. Yeah, Bev, they they're missing him. They're right missing. Yeah, they're missing him time. right now. They're missing him. Yeah, oh, man, injuries. Well, I just baseball. Great to have baseball back in the mix. Um, basketball flowing. Uh, shout out again to the A's and the Rays. We really didn't cover them, but those two teams are leading their divisions and have been playing so well as small market teams. Yeah. Not um, surprising though. Not surprising. The A's are the second best team in baseball right now. The Rays are also scorching hot. Yeah, nineteen yeah. and ten. Um, and yeah, we also want to give a shout out to our favorite one of our. It's probably our favorite sponsor of all time. Nick, you haven't been privy to be in the room while we've given this sponsor a shout out. So this is an amazing experience for you. Oh my God, I can't wait. You came into the house today, and I was cooking. And you go, wow. Oh, you had some chicken legs. Smell good. I had some chicken legs and they smell good. And the big reason they smell good, it's not my new cast iron skillet. It is because of Opa seasonings. Opa. Oh, wow. That's what smells so good. Opa seasonings. There's four different kinds of seasonings. You got chicken and fish blend, um, which is an array of spices plus rosemary. Yep. You have the meat blend, which is an array of spices plus garlic. You have the vegetable. Love me some garlic. You have the vegetable blend, which is an array of spices plus mint. And then you have the salad. The salad blend, which, which is I've an array used, of spices plus dill, which I've yet to use, but I'm excited to use still, nonetheless. So you the could, secret is just an array of spices. Plus, right. it seems like it. Plus the, yeah. Plus whatever the add-on. And to, to get any one of those four types yeah. of, of spices, um, one of the four flavors of Opa seasonings, you can go to opafoods.net, use the promo code the charity stripe for 10% off. Nick, so you should get on that. Nick, I see you. You're on your laptop right now. Why not control T or what is it? Yeah, control T for a new tab. Type in opafoods.net <laughs> and go there right now and use that promo code the charity stripe that was me typing if you guys didn't hear that very yeah. good very well performed yeah. because hashtag everybody needs to eat nick yeah everybody hashtag needs everyone needs to eat comma nick or hashtag everyone needs to eat nick like i need to hashtag eat well i mean the hashtag doesn't get you to the website <laughs> opafoods.net does dot com opafoods.com would you be a good person to eat if we were on an island i'd, I'd solid for sure i mean i feel like i facilitate the most meat yeah. <laughs> and on that note, my God, it's great to have you back in the studio, Nick. Go to opafoods.net, uh, which is news to me that it's not opafoods.com. Um, great to hear that that's the case. Um, and uh, to the fans out there, drag both feet inbounds, swing on a full count. Yeah, it's opafoods.com. Rip that puck. Hit that Rip that puck. puck. Hockey is in full swing. We didn't give any love to hockey, but the Stars as just, per usual. The Stars just won their their first game in the second series that they're in against the Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, look, love to see it. We want to. I want to win. A, I want to win a title in every sport. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. Um, hit that. Hit that putt. Hit, hit that puck, puck. Hit your hit your uh, hit your, your putt, and then hit your PKs because they free hit your free throws. Why guys? Go Padres. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> free throws are free because so they free. Have to you have them. to hit. You them. Go to the line. You gotta hit both. Of them. Don't cost you nothing. Or if it's an and one, you gotta hit one. I mean, you want to you want that four point play. You gotta hit your free throws. Yeah, hit your free throws. We out here. We love you. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe?
Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.